Welcome to CropSense, presented by North Carolina Cooperative Extension. I'm Jacob Morgan, a field crops agent with North Carolina Cooperative Extension. Today we have Dr. Rachel Van, soybean specialist with North Carolina State University. Good morning, Dr. Van. Welcome back. Thank you, Jacob. Excited to be here. So today is June 21st. Dr. Van, can you start off by talking about an update about the soybean crop around the state in general? Sure. I think overall our soybean crop across North Carolina is off to a good start. On our full season soybeans, we were 20% ahead of the planting progress curve and hopefully we'll have some opportunities to capitalize on the yield benefits from early planting. As with every year in North Carolina, weather has been variable. So we have have some spots in the state that have received excessive moisture and a lot that are moving into pretty severe drought. So that's affecting the crop status across the state. And in those areas where it's been more on the dry side, I would have liked to have seen some more vegetative growth in some of our early planted beans before they started to flower. We have had beans flowering in North Carolina now for four or five weeks that were planted early from the early maturing varieties, but a lot of them did not have a tremendous amount of vegetative growth before they moved into reproductive development. So you talked about early planting, and I know you've been doing some work with different planting dates, and I believe this year you started planting in March. Could you talk a little bit about how those really early planting dates have fared so far? Sure. I would say overall, our really early planting dates look fine. I don't think they look phenomenal. We started planting this year in the third week of March. And similar to beans across the state that have encountered dry conditions, I, I haven't seen as much vegetative growth as I would have liked to have seen it from those really early planting dates before they moved into reproductive development. We had beans in our early planted plots that started flowering in the third week of May. And our maturity group twos and threes in parts of the state that were planted in uh, the third week of March are already at R5 beginning seed. So those soybeans are definitely moving along with the hot temperatures that we've encountered. Uh, in our earliest planting plots, we've seen some isolated issues with kudzu bugs where we've had to spray for those in those early March planting dates, but not at later planting dates. And we've seen pretty limited disease issues in our plot so far, which is probably a function of the dry conditions across much of the state. People are picking wheat. Uh, I'd say a lot of it's already picked, and people are putting soybeans in the ground. Can you talk about what producers should be focused on that are planting uh, behind wheat? I would say let's focus on the fundamental agronomics. The most important thing you can do for your soybean crop planted behind wheat is get it planted as soon as possible after you harvest wheat. There's data from the southeast region that shows each day delay in planting after mid-June leads to a half bushel per acre yield decline. And when you push out into July, it's more like one to two bushels per acre day of yield decline. So the most critical thing is get your soybeans planted as soon as you can after your wheat's harvested. We have data from recent trials that shows that growers have some flexibility in what maturity group is used in a double crop planting situation. We've seen from a mid four all the way out to an early seven yield similarly. And so I think growers need to choose the variety or maturity group that's got the disease resistance package they need. And that's going to be ready to harvest when they are ready in the fall. 
We also would emphasize when you're thinking about row spacing in a double crop situation that the benefits of a narrower row are more pronounced in later planting situations to help maximize leaf area when you're in a delayed planting situation. So we have some data from a yield contest analysis we did in North Carolina, but also looking at data in other parts of the U.S. that would indicate in full season situations, growers have flexibility with what row spacing they use and double crop situations using a narrower row becomes more important. Now, when you say narrow row, are you saying we need to go down to seven and a half or 15s? Are, are I would say less than 30 inches. Anything that's going to help you maximize leaf area in these later planting situations. So that might be a 20-inch row, 15-inch row, or drilled row spacing. Gotcha. And so should we be increasing plant populations at this point in time if we're still out there trying to get these soybeans in the ground? If so, how much? Yeah, if you look at the historical seeding rate recommendations in North Carolina, we have recommended that you increase seeding rate as planting date is delayed. If you looked at Dr. Dumpy's data sets, which he did a tremendous amount of work on population, we wanted 100,000 minimum plants per acre in a double crop situation, 110,000 plants per acre if you were pushing out into July. So you're wanting to seed more seeds per acre than that, accounting for germination and other issues to ensure that you've got those final populations. In our big planting date and maturity group study, we are also doing some seeding rate work. And if you look at that, the seeding rates that we've needed to maximize revenue in double crop planting situations have varied between 140 to 170,000 seeds per acre with a need for higher seeding rates with the earlier maturing varieties planted in a double crop situation. So we're going to be releasing a more concise summary about seeding rate across these planting dates in the upcoming months. Okay, so... These full season beans, what are some issues people should be on the lookout, you know, the next month or so to kind of keep an eye on? Yeah, that's a great question. We need to be scouting for insects and we need to be cognizant of our foliar diseases. So we need to be scouting, starting to scout for corn earworm, thinking about stink bugs, staying on top of insect scouting. And also, you know, recent work that we've done in the state, both in small plots and looking at grower data from the yield contest would indicate that foliar diseases are often limiting North Carolina soybean yield. So we need folks to be paying attention to the disease resistance package in their varieties. If they have varieties that are susceptible to, say, frog eye leaf spot and the conditions are conducive for disease development, growers should be thinking about making foliar fungicide applications to protect yield. And typically our recommendations for timing on those right now are anywhere from R1 to R4, which on our early planted beans from the earlier maturing varieties, they're already at some of those growth stages and will be in the next couple of weeks. So again, it's June 21st, and you said some of your early, earliest planted soybeans already have pods on them and are forming seeds. So are stink bugs, should we go ahead and start looking for those now? Historically, we've kind of looked at them closer to the fall, but it seems like that may be an, an issue. 
we need to be focusing on season-long scouting and soybeans. It's not specific to one pest, but it's got to be a mentality shift to make sure that we're protecting these beans. For example, where growers are planting earlier now, in some of our earlier planted plots, we saw an issue with kudzu bugs earlier this season that justified spraying for them. We need to think about season-long scouting when historically you know, scouting, especially in the vegetative stages of soybeans, has not been largely emphasized. I know seed quality has been a big issue over the past few years. So what can growers do starting now to help protect that seed quality? So this is an important topic, especially this year when our full season beans have been planted earlier than they historically have across the state. We need to be cognizant about the seed quality issues we can run in on the back end of the season. And one of the biggest things we can do to prevent these seed quality issues is be committed to timely harvest. The early maturing varieties do not fare well in the field when they're out there deteriorating with the weather. So we have to commit to timely harvest. Also, I think season-long scouting, which we've discussed several times throughout this podcast, is important to help mitigate some of these seed quality issues or at least minimize them. So we have a PhD student with Dominic Rising and I who's been working on pesticide management influences on soybean seed quality. And one of the interesting things that we've seen is where we had a later season insecticide application that was targeted at stink bugs, we're also seeing lower amounts of purple seed stain, for example. So I think we need to be committed to season-long scouting for insects and foliar diseases to try to help manage some of the seed quality issues that we might encounter. Is there anything else you think we need to discuss before we look towards wrapping this thing up? I would just say the keys again, as we think about getting our double crop soybeans planted or get them planted as soon as possible, we're going to need to increase the seeding rate. We are going to need to emphasize trying to maximize leaf area through using a narrow row and increasing that seeding rate to try to give our double crop soybeans a good chance to make uh, an acceptable yield this year with bean prices high. We want to see our soybeans that were planted across all planting dates thrive. We appreciate your time today, Dr. Van. Thank you, Jacob. If you have any questions regarding your soybean crop, call your local cooperative extension agent and they will be happy to answer any questions. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. And as always, thanks for listening to Crop Sense. Because if it isn't making money, it isn't making sense.